Hello there. Welcome to Digging Deep. I'm your host, Jordan Cameron. Who are we to have been so blessed to share our stories like this across time? This is a podcast where I'll be bringing a series of interesting guests on to talk more about that through their passions, beliefs, and views on the world. And through these conversations, I hope you can all go away, never being afraid to dig deeper into your everyday lives to find the truth, beauty, new potentials, and possibilities we can all truly achieve in this world. Today's guest is an exceptional half Welsh individual, taking and giving smiles and happy memories to everyone new and old he meets in every day of his life. It gives me great pleasure to introduce my guest today, Brandon Newman, better known on social media as Beavids. Brandon, how are you doing, my friend? It's a privilege to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming on. Pretty stoked to be here, honestly. Absolutely stoked. Uh, second podcast ever joins. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited for uh, what you got for me today, honestly. Re- re- really, really, really stoked. Not sure what other words I can say other than stoked. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, uh, you said it's your second ever podcast. So um, what are you... Uh, are you, are you sort of expecting to uh expect something familiar what you were with on your first or was it, uh, did you check out some of the I'd other say, episodes i'd say this time i expect not to get drunk um that i can, <laughs> yeah. definitely, that I can definitely expect uh, i won't be downing um three quarters of a bottle of disarano this time on uh, pour one out but um no um other than that, I'm not really expecting anything and just uh, just ready for whatever questions you got coming my way. So, uh, yeah, ready when you are, honestly. Perfect. Let's jump into it. Well, like I said, thank you for coming on today. It really means so much. Um, I know with everything that you Appreciate do on it. social media as well, it's um, it can be very time consuming as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Let's jump into it. So the first question I always like to ask guests, uh, I guess it um, takes them back to when they were younger and just it's more of an easing question, but it, I guess it's, you could say, different for everyone with their answer. Um, and it is, when you were younger, what were some of the things that opened your eyes to a new perspective on how much positivity and perspective the world can offer you as a person? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I would say, like, growing up, I was... Um, I didn't really like understand the world, um, but I feel like I didn't really understand myself. I didn't know what like positivity was at the time. Like I'd say growing up because I was definitely surrounded by a lot of negativity, but I was just, I was like really, really confused, uh, misunderstood in many ways. Um, I feel like positivity didn't really come my way until I'd say, I'd say at the start of like my adulthood in some way, like I had a lot of negativity coming into it, but I was starting to understand more about positivity. Um, but there, but there have been certain things I'd say um, kept me quite happy at times when I was a kid. Um, I'd say if it was me playing on my GameCube, just playing a good old game of Crazy Taxi or Luigi's Mansion, something like that, classic games like that, SSX in particular, best best game of all time in my opinion um I think one of the big ones that was like my biggest serotonin and people can cringe at me for saying this but I don't care but I'm game shows watching game shows for the family definitely you've got catchphrase you've got um family fortunes back in the day and everything those oh man those really do take me back you know on challenge tv oh yeah Chris Tarrant 
Millionaire, Millionaire was the one that really, really inspired me the most, and it still does to this day. And um, that was the one show that really um, gave me a lot of uh, inspiration through how unique that show is and how much that was a big turning point for game shows. And I, I, I had, you know, like I know that show got so many viewers and ratings back in the day of like the late 90s and the early 2000s because no one's seen anything like that at the time and you know like when in school back in the day like people would mock me so much for you know watching game shows when other people would be into like power rangers and all sorts of shows going on but i was there just watching game shows and people really killed me for it a lot but in a way like even though i hated being ridiculed I, it still didn't change my love for it 100% that's I, I really appreciate that about you because it's no matter how much stick you got for it you really you still stuck to what you love and you didn't just go with mm. the sheep or anything you went with what you love and I really appreciate that about you especially when we were waiting outside mm. for, in that uh, queue for the KSI show I really got that about you that vibe <laughs> yeah oh yes um I was really excited to get to that show because um you know, I waited, um, uh, what, what tickets did I buy first? Was it that show or was it Wembley? I can't remember, but um, yeah, that show I was really stoked for because, you know, I hadn't seen JJ in, a, uh, in over a year because of um, the pandemic that happens. But, uh, you know, like I didn't know anyone that was going apart from uh, Liam Bedford um, who was there, but obviously he was going to be in the VIP section. So I, I, I wasn't going to get a chance to talk to him much, but um then I um I just started conversating with all sorts of people, and then I came across you, and you know we've uh, we've kept contact ever since because um you know like you do YouTube yourself as well, and that's why I was like yes, a fellow YouTuber I can actually conversate with, even though I don't know who he is. So let's see let's see what happens here. So uh, here we are now. Yeah, so it's, it's a funny old world, you know. <laughs> I mean, it um kind of makes me want to go back to what you said at first. There, you said um you didn't understand the world. Um, what helped you when you were younger to would you say understand it? Um, was there anything that really stood out to you that was maybe apart from game shows? Um, that to be fair, I was misunderstood like not just through my childhood, but for for a lot of life. Um, and I'd say one of the biggest reasons is because um you know ever, ever since I was like four or five I think it was um I was put on the the spectrum because I'm on the autistic spectrum um specifically um I have Asperger's syndrome and ADHD so for anyone that doesn't have like a, a good understanding for autism I'll explain it so basically it's a um it's I, I, it's I, I don't know whether to call it a condition or something but it's um it's a way a person thinks in a different unique way but i'd say um depending on the person someone could be more sensitive more misunderstood or maybe their brain doesn't develop as quickly as other people um and growing up i was a lot more severe a lot more severe compared to how i am now and you know like i'd be into different things that other people wouldn't be into um people would just get this sense that I was you know totally abnormal and I was just not the right type to fit in with a normal crowd should I say and you know like I really struggled 
you know, not just making friends, but keeping friends as well. And, and I was just, you know, such an easy target throughout life, like not just for school, but uh, through college, through work and just everyday life. And, and, you know, like I had a lot of issues with my mentality because part reason because of that, because people would just continue to define me as, um, you know, in, as an autistic person, because they'd be like, like I could walk down the street and people would just know that, oh yeah, he's definitely autistic. Or they'd use other vulgar type of slurs to diss someone with autism. I won't say I'm on here because try and keep it PG, but um, um, you know, in some ways it was quite difficult for me to, you know, come to acceptance of it because for quite some time I felt ashamed of it. And I thought this mentality of being autistic would define me for the rest of my life. And, you know, it was, it was, a, um, it was a hard thing to shake for quite some time. But um, I'd say throughout the past three, four years, I feel like that's when I started to um, have way more acceptance for myself than ever before. And I think with um, a couple of the things that I've experienced um since not just my final year at college but leaving college as well that's when I started to um not only experience some eye-opening um life experiences but to be able to learn more about myself specifically and and despite the bad experiences I've had some amazing good experiences as well and I feel like that's what's shaped me up to be not just more mature in a way but I feel like that's shaped me to be more confident in myself than ever before and I'm able to accept myself for me and if, even if someone was to throw away a, a diss at me for being autistic I'll just be like whatever I don't care anymore because I'm just I'm more positive and happy about me being me and I wouldn't change it for the world that's a wonderful way to put it really you you've you you've learned to accept it and it's it's not as a bad thing it's a positive thing i, I that was a beautiful way to start this off man thank you um appreciate that honestly uh i guess it's the name of the podcast we're digging deep <laughs> yeah digging deep digging deep just dig deep but just don't dig yourself a hole that's all i say that's the main thing <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess this could lead on to um, the next question, but um, how would you say the areas you grew up in made you into the person you are today? Would you say a lot of what you um, received with um, some of the vulgar slurs, unfortunate vulgar slurs and everything, um, would you say that inspired you to push forward and find that positivity with the areas you grew up in and you wanted to get out of them? Um, when it comes to areas, like I've I've lived in all sorts of different places in my lifetime. Um, I would say it wouldn't be something to do with the areas. I'd say it's just more the people, more than anything. Like, like no matter where I go, I've had um, negativity surrounding me for like a long period of time for quite some time in my life. Because um, when I was like, I think I was like three years old, I think it was, I, I moved to Liverpool with my mum because uh, she recently split with my dad at the time and um, I lived in Liverpool for five years and that's when I was just starting to you know go from baby to toddler toddler to child um, and you know like I didn't really understand anything at the time 
And when I came back down to uh, Hampshire when I was eight years old, um, that's when I started having more negative experiences with bullying and very difficult scenarios that I've gone through in my lifetime. Um, uh, there's there's a couple in particular that point out to me in particular, but um, I won't talk about it too much now because um, that's something I'll open up more about my own. Uh, I'll open up more about on my documentary that I'm working on uh, soon, so you'll hear that soon. But um, when it comes to all the, the, the slurs and everything, I, I've, I've had it everywhere. So um, I wouldn't say there's any particular area that was bad with where I lived. Like, I've, I've had it everywhere. And it, like, like I was saying, um, whenever I'd walk down the street, whether it was with my mom or on my own, people would just they'd sense it from a mile off. And they'd be like, that guy, autistic, 100%. And it was annoying, but, you know, like I said, I've come to more acceptance and positivity with, you know, being on the spectrum. And I'm hoping, you know, with me being on here, if anyone's also on the spectrum or have had experiences similar to that, whether they are on the spectrum or not, hopefully, you know, me sharing my story a little bit and some stuff I'll be talking about in my documentary as well, um, will you know, given more hope, some inspiration as well. So, um, yeah, so when it comes to areas, um, I've had it everywhere. So no area in particular. I admire what you said there about, um, you know, people being on the same spectrum and coming on today and sharing a little bit about that hopefully might inspire people to, you know, still carry on if they're in the same position as yourself. I mean, um, do you have any advice for people who uh, might be in a, tough situation who are being bullied about essentially where you were in the past like um yeah um ooh, that's a good one um i would say be as open as you can to the people closest around you um be as open and truthful as possible uh with the situation you're going through i would say just don't keep things to yourself um, that that's one big thing I'd say. I know it's easier said than done, but don't keep things to yourself because eventually, like some people would say, I won't implode, but believe me, everyone does implode in the end if you keep things hidden in. Whether it's something not major or if it's something something is major, you will implode in the end if you keep it to yourself for so long. And I've I've done the same so many times and. You know, that's affected, you know, my relationship with my family a few times. Um, it's affected, you know, friendships as well. Um, but, yeah, I would say just be as open as you can, uh, whether you're being bullied or if you're going through a tough time. Um, yeah, just, just talk. Honestly, talking is one of the best um, releases you can have. And whether you're feeling a little bit low or majorly low, be as open as you can be to the people you know that love and care about you the most because you know there's plenty of people in the world that are going through either the same or similar that you are so just don't keep it to yourself and just you know and i'd say one thing in particular like i'll bring into this as well is the feeling of loneliness everyone 
gets lonely times and i'm i used to compare myself to others with like some people look like they have loads and loads of friends and me not as many it might not be the case because if there's one thing i've learned it's better to have a small number of friends uh rather than a huge amount of acquaintances who you think are friends but they're not so um yeah so just or I'd also say, don't compare yourself to others. Like, focus on yourself, but be as open as you can be and be truthful to yourself also. Brandon Newman there. Beautiful message. That's why I, one of the main reasons I love to do this. There's always messages people can pass on. I've been doing this for two seasons now, and you're a prime example of why this third season is just um, a reason I should keep going with all this. Thank you. <laughs> that was I beautiful. appreciate that. Um, so moving on, um, what do you believe makes you yourself as an individual? What makes me? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I would say my life experiences and what I've learned along the way, because um, like I said before, you know, I've had a lot of negative experiences growing up through uh, school, family scenarios and many different situations um many years back drug abuse as well uh I've, I've gone through addiction at one point in my lifetime which is something i thought i would never ever go through but i did um and i feel like after i learned that and found my passion for doing youtube videos um get myself out that uh, situation i feel like that's what molded me into a better person and i think with going through those hardships and learning to be better in different areas is what's made me better and that's what made me the person who I am today and not just my family in particular that I can thank because like my family is fantastic and like my mom even though that we have you know different senses of humor different dietary kind of <laughs> um, preferences and uh, me and my mom are completely different ends of the spectrum on that but no, we've always been we've always been a tight unit. Me and my nan, especially. Um, I've been with my nan for the past four years now. Um, we're a very very close unit as well. And also shout out to my stepmom as well, who um, who I'm very thankful to have in my life. In in some in a way, I do I, I do feel like she saved me and my mum from a very difficult time at one point as well. And I'm always thankful for her for getting me out of that as well. And I feel like my family and going through the hardships and after those hardships, going into making YouTube videos and meeting amazing people and having some amazing experiences to look back on is what's made me become Brandon Beavers Newman. I, I've, I've really been inspired by that. I know because um, a lot of the things you've done as well like I, I know you recently went up to Manchester to do the um the cube video as well which looked very very fun I can't wait for that to come out that looks very very fun um yeah I can't wait for it it's uh it's gonna be one but I feel like people will enjoy it like um it, it's gonna be full of laughs that's for sure I guarantee that guaranteed laughter there's some bits that's just so funny to look back on so um yeah when the episode i'm not going to say a video but when the episode comes out it's worth watching so we're uh, keeping an eye out 
um, would you say it's kind of on par with the one that the Sidemen did in terms of funniness? No, no, no. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I would say um, I think it depends on the viewer. I think it depends on the viewer. I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near on the Sidemen's level, that's for sure, because if I thought I was, then uh, I would be delusional. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, I feel like watching the Sidemen video uh, of them doing the gave me you know, a thought, why not do something different? And I saw that um, another creator recently tried that out, which is uh, Ruben Irwin. So uh, shout out to you, go and check him out on TikTok. Um, he helped me out with um, getting me into the cube for free. So um, that I'm appreciative. Yeah, I know, because it is it is quite pricey. And the, and the fact he managed to get me and uh, the guys in without having to pay a thing, I'm, I, honestly, I'm massively owing one for that. And uh, yeah, and he will get a shout out enough for for certain. Uh, shout out to Aaron Leach as well for filming and editing. Who will be editing the video when it comes out? So, um, and you're going to see a few of my friends and uh, another creator who I met for the first time, which is one of the porn out lads. So we got uh, Sam Briggs, who is one of the porn out lads. Uh, we got uh, Johnny Me, aka Fragavator, uh, who is one of my closest mates. Uh, he's outside of the uh, the YouTube scene, but he does DJing. He really enjoys doing it. And there's also his girlfriend, Yanzi, who's uh, been willing to get involved as well. Um, so shout out to those three for being involved. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a video worth watching and I'm, I'm really excited for everyone to see it. That's going to be fun, man. Hopefully I can do something with you one day on YouTube. That'd be very fun as well. 100%. 100%. 100%. If we can find um, the right idea that fits well for the both of us, we'll definitely do something for sure. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. We'll definitely do something, 100%. Um, so I know uh, you were talking about your documentary, which is called Progress. So I wanted to delve a little more into it. Um, could you talk to us a little more today about what your journey up to this moment has made that happen? I know you've spoke about a little bit about it before, but what um, would you say you want people to take away from the final end product and the production and everything that's gone into it? Oh, that's a, that, that's a good one. Um, you know, progress is uh, something I've had to think really, really long and hard about making because this is, um, without a shadow of doubt, the biggest thing that I've ever considered doing. Like, I've never saw myself as, um, you know, an advocate for, if that's the right word, for um, mental health awareness um, because I feel like, you know, I, I didn't, really understand it that much for a while uh for a lot in my lifetime uh because you know mental health awareness wasn't really a thing back in when i was younger um i think there was a lot of reasons what made me want to do it in the first place um because you know start of last year we were still in lockdown and there was just uh, honestly i i had a massive breakdown and i was at a point where i just um, I was I was at an all time low, and it, it took me back to when I was at the uh, the peak of my worst of uh, when I went through addiction, and it just took me back to that place. It was a it was a mix of lack of self worth, lack of trust in people, um, a couple of things that I found out about other people who wanted to, you know, abuse my trust. And there was all sorts of elements to it. And, and you know, I, I said this to the poor one out guys, and I'll, I'll say here, I remember going on a lunch break. I didn't eat anything that day. I just went walking. I was just miserable. And I just, 
I was just crossing the road and I, I just had this mindset to myself and I just said, you know, I just want to fucking die. I, yeah. I, I just remember, I, I just, I was at an all-time low and I, I just didn't want to exist because I feel like if I just disappeared tomorrow, it just wouldn't be a big deal. Um, so I ended up taking like a good six, seven weeks off work because I just, I, I stopped making content. I didn't enjoy doing content anymore because I felt like there was a lot of pressure because before COVID, I was on a bit of a momentum roll and I got noticed by some well-known creators, Rota Shaw being one of them. We were meant to do a video together. I remember um, that. We <laughs> yeah. Um, we were meant to do one, but uh, COVID halted it and possibly may have written off completely. I don't know. Like he says, he still wants to do it, but I'm not sure. But um, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But um, yeah, I, I stopped making content because of the pressure and uh, so I had um another creator giving me a hard time for no reason whatsoever. And, you know, those keyboard warriors come my way. I, that stopped making me want to make content. I felt like I just wasn't worthy to, you know, other people in the community. So that's why I just, I stopped doing it for a while. And eventually, many weeks later, I had to, you know, find my confidence in myself again. So went back to work, but didn't make any content. I stayed off social media. And I think the biggest turning point last year, which eventually led me to start making this documentary or video idea at the time, because I didn't have a name for it at the time, um, was the, the biggest turning point was when I took my first ever solo trip to Wales uh, last year. Like I've never gone to Wales on my own and it, had, and it was nearly a decade since I last went. So um, I, I was like gone for like nearly a week. I went on my own. Uh, I just did a lot of walking, self-reflecting, taking everything in, catching up with family. I was in Carmarthen for most of it. Um, so if you're ever looking for a nice place, go to Carmarthen. Sure, it is absolutely beautiful there, especially during the summer. Um, and I just and I just remembered, like, I do miss making content and I do miss making the memories, but I want to. I don't want to do it for other people anymore because I feel like, you know, that's what. I was trying to do it. I was trying to do it for the people and not really for me. So I said, I want to do something for me, but also I want to do something that's, I want to do something productive with my platform. So that's when I eventually came up with the idea of one, I do something for mental health awareness because I've started to get an understanding that my mental health wasn't very good and I want to get better understanding of it, but also I want to help other people with getting a better understanding of it as well. So I start slowly putting the pieces together of how I'm going to do it. Um, and I just, I asked on um, social media, on my Instagram specifically, and I said, does anyone get, want to get involved with this mental health thing that I'm doing? And uh, I managed to get a few people on. And then a couple more people started asking about. And uh, I got all my guests ready. And then eventually the name came to me because um, um, I'm sure you've heard of the uh, boy band A1, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, one of the members, um, Ben Adams, uh, go and check him out. Uh, he, he made a song called Progress. And, and I thought, that's the perfect name for it. Because if there's one thing I've had more of a desire for, is self-progression. Because someone like me was never meant to achieve success and progression in their life. And I thought, Progress is the, the perfect title for the documentary. Because it's something... I've always wanted and I feel like 
And I feel like uh, some people will agree with what I say. I feel like deep down, everybody desires self-progression in some way, shape or form, whether it's mental progression, physical progression, financial progression or progression at work or whatever that they want they have going on in their lives they want to progress in something so i feel like progress is the perfect name for it and and it's it it just stuck it just stuck and i did the main filming for my um sharing my story and i had to think very carefully of what i wanted to talk about and i said do you know what i'm going to go all out and i'm going to be opening up about the times that really really messed me up like really really messed me up because i don't want if 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 there's one thing i want to if if there's one thing i want people to understand with me sharing my story i don't want people feeling sorry for me i don't i don't want that i want people to understand what i've gone through in my time and what i've managed to do to help myself get out of those difficult times and for people to understand i've had some really nasty roadblocks in my time but i'm still here i'm still here and i'm living a very good life a very stable financial life with some amazing amazing people around me and a great family and despite all these horrific moments i've had in my time you know i'm here and i also want to have some guests you know sharing their story as well and some of the stories i've heard are really inspirational and and I feel like once this documentary comes out, this will be, um, you know, one of my biggest, biggest achievements to, you know, put this out. Because believe me, like, I'm excited, but I'm really nervous. But I know one way or the other, this will be something that I'll be proud of in many years to come. That is beautiful. Um, I mean, where, where can people view it when it's all out then? It'll be on my channel on YouTube, uh, Bvids. Uh, it'll be on my... It'll be on my channel. Uh, it'll be a multi-episode series. I don't know if we're going to do like three or four episodes yet. I don't know. Um, we're still trying to get through the last few bits with B-rolls and uh, editing. So um, I, it'll be coming out later this summer. And yeah, it'll be available to be on my channel. It'll be free for everyone to watch. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to putting it out. I'm nervous, but I'm very excited because, you know, this will be, the biggest thing I've ever done and yeah just yeah just I, I don't know else what to say <laughs> is there anything what would you say you're most nervous about then I mean I guess it's um like with a lot of musicians and authors that I've spoke to in the past when they write music they they essentially open themselves up and say look here I'm vulnerable but this is me um I assume that might be the same with you reason because you're nervous I would say that, yeah, but I would say also some of the things that I will be talking about with what I've gone through will be very, very, very revealing. Um, it's not stuff that, you know, anybody would have the nerve to discuss publicly. Um, and it's, it's stuff that, um, you know, a lot of people that I'm friends with or, you know, acquainted with either people don't know you know the real deep shit that I've gone through in my time and once it's out there it's out there but I thought very hard and long if I want to go ahead with doing that um 
but I'm just at a point in my life where I was just like, do you know what? I'm not going to have my past hold me back any longer. And if anyone has gone through the same or similar to I have, I want to be able to let those people know they are not alone with how I felt. They are not alone with how they're feeling. And I just want them to know that they're not the only ones to have gone through what I have. And, you know, I want to be able to help as many people as I can through um, through the difficult times because there's, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and I want as many people as possible to realise that. That's really inspirational. Everyone, please go sub- subscribe to Beavids now. Get your popcorn ready. Get comfortable and progress is coming. <laughs> progress is coming. That's what I say. Progress is coming. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I, I, can't, I can't wait to put it out eventually, honestly. Right. So I know you do love a good food debate. So what would you say are some of your favourites? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, pizza is right at the very top right at the very top a very meaty type pizza no veggie apart from onions honestly onions is the only type of vegetable-ish kind of thing that goes on my pizza other than that just pure meat ham pepperoni beef get some meatballs in there as well honestly and i don't mind a bit of chicken on there every now and again although i love my chicken I know I, I have to ask this, unfortunately, but does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm not opposed to it. Like, I don't mind a Hawaiian every now and again. But meat pizza is my superior choice. Like, if I get given a Hawaiian, I ain't turning it away. So that's all right with me. Uh... I mean, I love pineapple on pizza personally, and um, I love how you're so calm and relaxed to the situation when most people will be like, no, it doesn't, and then they'll fight wars <laughs> about it and stuff. <laughs> uh, as, as long as you don't think mushrooms belong on it, then that's fine. Yeah, they are, they're a bit of an interesting one, to say the least. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's just, honestly, in my opinion, I think it is absolutely disgraceful that Domino's Pizza puts a mushroom on what is called Mighty Meaty. Since when is mushroom a type of meat? You know what I mean? <laughs> that is very true, to be honest. Yes, and it's honestly, like, Domino's, if somehow any of your CEOs ever heard it, Please take the mushroom off. It's not a type of meat. Replace it with a meatball or a chicken. Thank you. <laughs> you open the box and it'll just be from Brandon. No mushrooms here. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. But I probably would. Yes. Um, mushrooms are growing in the ground. Don't eat them. Um, was there any more at all? Um, I I think one thing I'd say is extremely underrated. Um, I'd say is a good, decent, garlic inside chicken Kiev, a very buttery, juicy chicken Kiev. Oh yes. Oh, now I need to go have one. God damn it! I should have saved this question for last. <laughs> no, no, you say that right at the perfect time. I feel. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, most most evenings, I just I just want a Kiev or two, and I just have it with chips, big bowl of mayo on the side. Um, I'm getting a bit bored of beans, to be honest. I've had so so many times over the years. I was just like, oh, I want to cut down on the beans a little bit. Um, but chicken Kiev is just something I just savor pretty much, and I I feel like Kiev's uh, very underappreciated in Britain a lot. 
Oh, God, yeah, I could go for one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have a mighty meaty from um, Domino's, I'll think of you, though, mate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've really made an impact on the world of pizza now, haven't I? Every little aspect with this episode, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if if people want mushrooms on a pizza, that's fair enough. But I'm just like, ugh. I won't hate you for it, I promise. That's wonderful. You're not judgmental as well about these things, you know. I, I've really admired that as well. I know I've said this that a lot in this episode, but that's um, that's a... Uh, something else I've really um, taken away from this that um, you're not judgmental with um, other people's loves and what they like to do in their lives Uh, it's like you like that that's you and that's great I mean it might not be for me but I'm not going to slant you for it you know what I mean yeah exactly like I I try not to be too judgmental with a lot of things but whenever I have a bad day um, yeah I, I can be a bit iffy with my words at times like I, I'm I'll be honest I'm not a perfect person but at the end of the day like I, I think I'd say one thing in particular that ticks me off more than anything is when I'm constantly hearing about stuff about like Love Island in particular that just really gets on my wick I mean if people enjoy it then fair enough personally myself I don't understand why people would like a show like that but you know, it's, it's, if if that brings them their form of serotonin, then fair enough. But I'm just, I don't agree with it. But there are just some um, certain things. I just, I there's just some things that just really piss me off. But I try not to be judgmental where I can. But you know, there are some days I'm a bit, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I've got something to get off my chest. But it's just one of those things at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean. In a sense, we're not, none of us are perfect. We're not like Skynet T1000s or anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'm far <laughs> from perfect. And if anything, what is perfect? That's very true. That's something I guess we can all take away from this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what is, is perfect, perfect and what is normal? Because there's also that saying there's no such thing as um, perfect or. Um, practice makes perfect because you know it's what is perfect yeah you've got me there with that one <laughs> if, 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 if anything perfect is just what what you make of it and normal is what you make of it but at the end of the day i'd say it's it's all about what makes the definition of that word to you not to someone else but to yourself if someone has definitions of perfect and normal in their way i just say let them have it in their own way but don't let it affect your perspective of what you think those words mean because i feel like that's when someone might you know mentally spiral i would say but the the words perfect and normal is just what you make of it and just i'd say stick to it in your term and don't let anyone else try and hinder that or or and the same way don't try and hinder it on their end as well that that's what i would advise when it comes to those words um perfect and normal are just words I doesn't really have like a big big meaning for me but at the end of the day again what is normal and what is perfect that's what i say um i guess in most well i guess with the summer coming up you'd say that's chelsea football club and robert Lewandowski. <laughs> uh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes um i, I know but he's really itching for barca which i really do not want him to go to personally 
because I just feel like he just not only wouldn't achieve much at the club, but not only that, that would make Barcelona's situation with their financial problems steep even lower. I feel like Premier League is the perfect place for him to come. But if somehow the Polish Punisher ever comes to the Blues, that would just be the best day of my football-loving life. I'm not even joking. <laughs> that would be on just unreal from um, Roman Abramovich going from being sanctioned to... Robert Lewandowski coming and just terrorizing the Premier League. That would I'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's a horror film. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 like Ronaldo, Messi. You either love him or you hate him. It's the same with Lewandowski. Um, if anything, like he he is one of my favorite, not one of. He is my favorite player. And despite being denied the bollock door twice. I don't call it the Ballon d'Or, it's the Bollock d'Or, and for a very good reason. If anything, the award doesn't deserve him, um, although he deserves the award, the award doesn't deserve him, and I feel like he's fantastic in his own unique way, and I, I, I honestly, if I saw him in a Chelsea shirt one day, that would just be amazing, and even I said to my stepmom the other day about if he ever came, we'd definitely go and watch a game front row, and I'm like, yes, we will, and I will try and get a selfie with him. <laughs> Man, that would be. I'd be really happy for you if that happened. Mm. But I think there's going to be some mad transfers happening soon. No. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've heard that um, Messi's probably going to go to America because PSG just didn't work out for him. Um, if if anything, that's where the main fix of the bullock door took place, anyways. But we're not going to get into that further because I've had enough aggro that many months back I'm not going to go into that any further than that um, I know there's this thing of um, Mbappe whether he's going Real or not but I, I saw a thing on Instagram a few mo- minutes ago uh, at the time we were recording this uh, should I say um, apparently Mbappe is staying at PSG he's not going Real this summer um, and oh, who else who else is uh, Ronaldo is apparently staying at Man United, um, despite Kante. Uh, oh, will he leave Chelsea? But I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't. Despite all the rumours of him leaving, I just don't see it happening. I just don't like Kante loves that club, and he's just he's got so much love for being at Stamford Bridge. But I just. I don't know where else he would go that he would fit in well. Because I feel like that club is made for him. Maybe back to Leicester then? Um, I mean, if he wanted to do that, then yeah. But I just, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he would. Because Leicester's not really in the, uh, the title picture anymore. Um, uh, no no offence to the Leicester fans. They were pretty much a one-hit wonder with the Premier League and the Champions League. But... I mean, not that I have anything against the club, but I just I I don't see Kante going back there because you you wouldn't gain as much over there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess he uh, went into the final, uh, the FA Cup final with Chelsea just recently, and then um, lost for the third time in a row. Before you say, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted Chelsea to win that so much. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool's troubles and dreams still alive for now. 
that's the thing. I don't want them to win it because um, all my friends who support Liverpool will be like, yeah, we've won a treble too. And it won't be special for Man United fans anymore. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, I, I do like Liverpool. I do like Liverpool. If I could have a second team, it'd probably be Liverpool. And it is for a good reason because I did live in <laughs> I lived in uh, lived in Liverpool for five years, and um, you are either Liverpool or Everton. You couldn't be anything else; otherwise, you'd probably just get beaten up. Um, luckily, that never happened to me. Um, I just I just went for red because I like the colour. So I just <laughs> by default I just went Liverpool because I just like the colour red. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where it all starts. The nice, pretty colours, and that's how they get you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose, and and plus Michael Owen, who was big at the time, I liked him so because I know he's in Liverpool for a little bit before he went to Newcastle. Um, so yeah, Michael Owen was, I'd say, another reason. <laughs> um, so carrying on, um, where did your love for a content creator begin? Were the sidemen involved in any way possible for inspiration? Um, and do you hope that's something you'll be remembered for with your content that you create for YouTube? Um, when it came to my love for making content, like I feel like it started from my love for YouTube at first, because I remember specifically who it was I got who got me into, you know, YouTube, and then got me into content. Like it all started back in 2011, 2012, um, when I started actually having smartphones involved in my life. Uh, just I just watched all sorts on YouTube and I came across this amazing channel, an amazing duo that go by the name of Smosh. I'm sure you've heard of them. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Smosh is what started it all for me. Um, from the food battles to the, the music videos, the upload every Friday, and they've got something about, like, if... Um, if certain film was in real life, if a certain video game was in real life, um, food battle was the biggest one for me. Um, the annual food battles were always something worth waiting for. Um, I would always be Team Anthony every single year, despite his food changes every single year. Um, and I nearly met Anthony Padilla at uh, VidCon before COVID, but uh, unfortunately he had to bail out due to illness, which I was so gutted about because I was going to get to meet one half of the original Smosh. But um, yeah, no, I'm sure there'll be another opportunity one day. Um, but when it comes to um, my passion for making content, um, like it was, um, there was like, it's it's like a before and after um, situation with, um, you know, addiction issues because I, I got into the Sidemen around like late 2017, 2018 time. Because uh, like before KSI, I was watching Deji. Uh, I, I watched. I was watching Deji's videos um, before I was watching KSI because the Deji is just so naturally funny. He's he's, he's such a character, <laughs> such a lovable character as well, and. Uh, yeah, no, you just maybe laugh with his try not to swear electric challenges. Um, him doing his PO box opening videos, which are absolutely hysteric because people kept on sending him shit in the mail, which was so funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if you've seen those ones. I remember someone sent him, um, a sweat from Africa, and then he was Ebola. like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <Ebola>. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Um, 
yeah, those those videos were class, um, undeniable classic. And then eventually I started getting into the whole Sidemen videos. Uh, I watched the Sidemen show, which was um, fun to watch at the time, but it, quite cringe to watch back nowadays, to be fair, because of how obviously set up it is. But um, I think one thing that helped was, um, you know, it was something I naturally enjoyed because if, if there's one, because before the whole YouTube-esque thing uh, with making content, my original dream job um, back in the day was to be a TV presenter um, or game show host, should I say. And it's still one of my desires to this day. And I, and I thought um, to myself, like after I came out of addiction and I was in debt, I just needed something to, you know, help me get through those times and I thought why not just make some videos and just see how I feel with it and just do what I can to you know enjoy it because I've, I've made a few videos here and there over the years but nothing really like to keep me going as you know some form of brand and yeah from at the end of 2018 to the start of 2019 I just started making FIFA videos because I just I enjoyed it. I was on a, a bit of a FIFA role and I wanted to try and make FIFA videos similar to Rotashaw. Um, uh, I've done some silly things like I've kicked over my nan's washing. Sorry, nan, if you're watching that. Um, I've, I've, I've thrown pizza boxes around. I've covered myself in milk. Uh, I've done silly, very autistic things, should I say, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, it was something that helped me. It was something that helped me after coming out of addiction. And um, going into 2019, um, I had this memo that I gave myself of, I can be better and I will be better. And those were words that stuck with me throughout the whole year to get myself out of debt, no longer in addiction, no longer going turning back into drugs. Um, and I think one thing that was a big turning point, and, and I never saw this, uh, I, I, I've I couldn't believe this opportunity came to me was uh, the day that I pranked Mr. Knowledge himself, uh, KSI. When was this? Um, this was like March 2019. Um, basically, um, KSI put out the Discord link for One Question Go, but um, there was a little extra something to it because he was very, very drunk. And I, I had an idea and I, I cringe at the fact that I came up with this idea. Um, basically, I wanted to make him think that he interrupted me during sex. <laughs> and next thing I heard was just him screaming. I was just like, oh, God, I've only gone and done it now. <laughs> uh, but he, he eventually caught on to the fact that I was bullshitting. And, <laughs> and then he just went on one of his funny rants, which was nothing deep, but... When the video came out and I put my video out, I just started getting more and more subscribers coming through. And I was just like, holy shit, what is going on here? And I even remember when I went to um, a parkour jam um, that I used to go to every year because uh, it was it was in memory of someone who I knew that passed away. I had a few people uh, come up to me that day and it was just like, they either, I think one of them recognised my voice. It was just like, were you on a KSI video recently? I was just like, yeah, I was the guy that told him that I was in the middle of fucking someone. They were just like, no way, no way, it's actually you. And then a few people clocked on. It was just like, 
you're the guy that pranked KSI, you're the guy that pranked KSI. I was just like, this, this, this is mental. This is actually mental. I'm known as the guy that's pretending to have sex on KSI's Discord, one question, go. Um, and then eventually, a few months down the line, I told Toby about it when I met him. I told Simon about it. And they were just like, oh, God. <laughs> and eventually, when I met the man himself properly, I told him in person. And he was just like, oh, wait, you. <laughs> but but, but he, he, he was chill about it. And he thought it was funny to look back on. Um I just enjoyed making content. Um, Twenty nineteen is a year I'll never forget because I've done some amazing things, met some amazing people, met some new creators, started getting myself involved in something where I feel like for the first time I could fit in, and that was being a part of the YouTube creator community. Even though I wasn't like a big big creator at the time, I didn't care because I was just I was enjoying it because it was turning into a genuine passion. Um, then obviously, like before COVID came around, uh, I went viral again. Uh, in the 2019, I did a shot at uh, Kicktown in the O2 Arena, best football shot I've ever done. And I think it got like, I think it's got like 300 and something thousand views on Twitter. Um, all because I posted it, and five minutes later, Harry Lewis himself saw it, we shared it used it in his video and I was ranked number one out of five, uh, the number one on the top five for the first ever top five kick town shots. And I think that video got to like number two on trending. I think it did. So, no way. Yeah. On uh, Harry's, um, it was one of Harry's main uploads. Uh, that was, that was pretty mental. And a few months later, challenged him to a one V one and he accepted. And uh, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have done the video. Um, but Kicktown eventually shut down for good, which was a, a big um, a big blow for certain. But um, after seeing Clash, uh, after seeing Harry at Clash Creators last year, um, I had a catch up with him, just seeing how he was doing. Hope he's keeping well. And I said, I know Kicktown's closed. And I said, is the video scrapped completely? Um, he says he doesn't want to scrap the video. He says he wants to eventually still do it, but he just doesn't know when. And he did say that he would love to get Kicktown back up and running again when COVID has died down much further, which would be, you know, brilliant to do. And if if Harry still wants to do the video, I'm 100% down. Um, but when the right time comes, 100%. Man, I would love to meet Harry. His content is absolutely just... Oh. Even though he hasn't uploaded on his main channel for like ages now, it's still just as memorable as ever from when the first day he uploaded it. Like that first video he uploaded from when he had like about a nine month break or something. <laughs> oh God, yeah, he's 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 a proper character when he does his videos. But in person, you know, he's like really really shy. But he's he's so nice. He's such a nice guy. And um, you know, I've met um, I've met Toby. I've met Harry. I've met um Simon, JJ. Um I met Vic once as well. I do remember that. Um at a Ralph Lauren event that was in London. And I haven't met Josh and Ethan in person, but I have interacted with all of them through social media. And uh, yeah, no honestly they're 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 really 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 kind and really really nice and 
you know, like it's not just the side men who are absolutely fantastic to talk to. There's there's multiple creators who I've uh, interacted with who are brilliant. Um, Kalix in particular, we've had um, I've had a really nice deep convo with him one time at the same event I met Vic at. Uh, Nico Amalana, brilliant lad, honestly. He's he's so kind, absolutely kind. And uh, um, last time I saw him was earlier this year, actually, when he'd done his uh, video of supposedly evicting Boris Johnson from <laughs> number 10. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he was just uh, sitting in the lobby of this hotel uh, with um, Jacob and Ollie and uh, a couple of other people who were helping with the video. And uh, we were just talking about all sorts. And, yeah, no, he's he's actually a really, really nice guy to talk to in just a nutshell. And uh, even though he does um, <laughs> troll people a lot, he's he's actually such a humble lad and someone I do respect a lot. Um, yeah, on, honestly, if you ever meet Nico, he's he's absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, recommend having a chat with him sometime. <laughs> he's the real mayor of London. <laughs> real mayor of London. And, I, I, oh, actually, if, I, if anything, stick on the topic. Don't know if you saw him pranking the KKK. That was amazing that he did that. That video was incredible. I think when I it was got about twenty two million views in five days or something, which is ridiculous numbers. Yeah, unheard of on his channel, especially. And he's he's really changing. He's really doing a big. Um, he's he's really trying to make a big difference to you know racism in particular, and so he does it in a good way. That's um, not only hilarious, but he does it in a way to be able to try and combat it and. I respect that so much. Like I know that he's still trolling people, but he does it in a way that's, you know, condonable. If if that makes sense. Yeah, like at the end of that video where he was getting the guy to do the shout outs and stuff, it was like when he um, met Logan and Jake Paul for the first time, and he got him to say, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, "I'm a Nancy." <laughs> honestly, Nico's mind it just goes on to another level. Um, but yeah, honestly, being a part of the YouTube creator community and meeting not just the big names, but, you know, smaller names and people behind the scenes and just hearing their stories and where they've come from and all sorts, you know, every person that I meet, like, uh, whether I still talk to them now or if I lost contact or if we only talk every now and again, I'm still appreciative of all those experiences at, at the end of the day, because, you know, I feel like with all those times that I've had, the good times, the bad times, like my life experiences in particular, those experiences with YouTube, making content, whether it's from my channel, someone else's channel, or if I'm not making content, I'm just living in the moment. It's just, it's those times that's molded me into the person that I am today. And, you know, that's why I'm very blessed to be a part of, you know, something like this, because it's for the first time, I've, I feel like I'm a part of something and, I, and I'm and I'm really chuffed to be, you know, a part of it. You're grateful for every little thing. And I, I really get that about you, man. Uh, uh, would you say that's something that you hope you'll be remembered for? Or would there be something else? I'm sorry if that sounds a bit morbid. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'd say uh, when it comes to my legacy, I want to make it how I make it. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I would say... When it comes to my legacy, I want to make my own impact. Like, I don't want to. 
I'm going to take a quote from um, the film Fighting With My Family. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's based on the um, the real-life story of the uprise of the female wrestler Paige from WWE. She's um, UK-based as well. And there's a scene where she meets Dwayne Johnson, who's actually in the film. And they say, what is the biggest advice you can give? Because we want to be the next you. And he says, don't try to be the, be the next me. Be the first you. And I thought... That makes perfect sense. And like, I want for me to cement my legacy in life, like not just with YouTube, but just with life in general, I don't want to be the next something else. I want to be the first me. Like, I'm very unique in my own way. Like, I'm half Welsh. Like, I take pride in my English side, but I like to take more pride in my Welsh side because I feel like Wales, you know, doesn't get you know, the love and respect that I feel like it deserves because I love the culture. And, you know, like I I go to see my family there more often and make content where I can as well. And with YouTube and life and everything, I want to cement my own legacy for being the first me. And I want to be able to, you know, inspire as many people as possible, whether they're a creator or not. And for them to have a little bit more, you know, self-hope confidence and optimism towards everyday life and opportunities and you know i want to be able to guide them in the best direction possible and you know like no one's going to have the perfect smoothest journey at the end of the day like again going back to when we were saying what is perfect at the end of the day it you know people are going to have roadblock after roadblock after roadblock coming at them in all sorts of directions but at the end of the day your life is what you make of it and the way you cement your legacy is done the same way and again don't try to be the first or the next uh, the first someone something else that doesn't make sense don't try to be the next something else be the first version of yourself and embrace it if people don't like it that's their loss at the end of the day not everyone is going to like everything you say or do um but at the end of the day just be the first you and embrace every single damn second of it, a hundred percent. You know that's that's beautiful. I mean, I heard um, that quote as well was really something else. I need to watch that film. Um, I think it was Kurt Cobain from Nirvana that said it. He said, um, "They um, they laugh at me because I'm different, but I laugh at them because they're all the same." Um, yeah. Uh, it. it because there was no KSI before or KSI or no Sidemen before the Sidemen. And now that they've created, I guess, something so truly unique that's to each and every one of themselves individually, mm. it's um, leaving a legacy for them. So I'm happy that you want to be doing that as well. That That's really wonderful, man. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no problem, honestly. Yeah. Um, so a couple more questions um, to finish off today. Um, how does your idea of morality affect your views on life? Does it kind of scare you a bit that um, we're not all going to be here forever? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like everyone's afraid of death in some way, shape or form. But at the end of the day, you know, no one can live forever because like there's nowhere for an what's the word for immortal, immortal. Like, there's no place for the immortal to go at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's just not possible. Like, um, that if, if we could all be immortal, there'll be too much room. There'll be no more room for anybody. So, um, you know, mortality, 
as much as it sucks that one day I'm not going to be here anymore and my mom's not going to be here anymore and the people that I love and care about are not going to be here anymore. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that we just have to, you know, learn to accept. But at the end of the day, rather than worrying about when that time comes, just live life to your absolute fullest. Whatever is your serotonin, whatever is your thrill that you get out of life, like whether it's, you know, checking new places out, going on a pub crawl once every other weekend, or, you know, chasing trains like Francis Bajoir does, like whatever floats your boat, whatever is your go-to for your serotonin to just have an absolute blast out of life, just embrace every single moment of it because, you know, like you said, we're not all going to be here forever uh, as much as, you know, we want to. But, you know, and just embrace those moments and, you know, record those moments because, you know, those times are going to be amazing to look back on on the final years of your life because whether you're able to remember it or not, there'll be just great things to look back on to, to show, you know, the next legacy of, your family on coming throughout the years it's just it's amazing life is a beautiful thing and it's something that i feel like i did underappreciate for so long and i'm not underappreciating it any longer like em- embrace every single moment and appreciate what you have whether times are good or not just make the most out of anything that you do have yeah uh, and then I've I've been thinking about that recently that um it, that when you're older you know when it was going on from what you were saying you can embrace things and just every tiny little thing if it's you know a roof over your head you've got food on the on the table you're you're thankful and you're grateful for that and then when you're older you've um you'll be like the cool granddad with all the cool stories like let's go see uh granddad brandon he he'll surely have some more cool stories for us when he was younger yay let's go (laughs) yeah honestly if i ever become a granddad one day that'll be mad (laughs) Uh, that's that's not something i'm ready to even consider no way um but if i do become a granddad one day and i I would absolutely love to share so many stories with you know my grandkids and whoever else i got in the next generation of my life to come so, yeah, I would absolutely love to share some great stories for certain. And there'll be plenty more coming your way. I'm very sure of that, my friend. <laughs> absolutely. Honest, honestly, like I've got a few ideas for things I want. I really want to do this year and places I want to go and, uh, you know, stuff for, you know, after progress and everything and um, something I, I I know that I've got one thing in particular next year on the cards, which is uh, my mum's 10-year wedding anniversary, which we're going to the Lanzarote to celebrate so she can renew her vows. That yeah, my mum's going to be married for 10 years next year. Uh, she's going to renew the vows and going to be enjoying that beautiful Lanzarotean sun for t- 10 days. Yeah, 10 days. And it's going to be a blast for certain and I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to whatever else comes along the way as well. Congratulations. I mean, be the first to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, yeah, shout out to my mum if she is watching. 
Um, so just to finish off today, um, I don't want to keep you any longer, but what is one thing you'd say to anyone today who might be listening, who is struggling to find positivity in their lives and finding it hard to work to new heights they can achieve in this world that they want? I would say to those people, don't give up hope. Honestly, don't give up hope because it's, it's very easy to just, you know, just give up everything and just hope for the, the hole to open and to never appear again. It's easy to have that mindset. You just got to try and find any, any form of inspiration, positivity, or something that just makes you smile. Whether it's watching your favorite creator, watching your favorite TV show, even if it's that little something that provides you that escape from whatever bullshit's going on in your life, use that as something to lean on. Use that as something to lean on to help guide you towards the next step. Because when you hit rock bottom, you cannot reach any further bottom than that. Because there is only one way out, and that's upwards. You've just got to take it step by step. Use anything you can to help you get yourself out of that situation. Use anything you can to help you gain any form of positivity whatsoever. And believe me, things do get better eventually. I know something may not seem like that right now if you are going through that, but believe me, from past experiences and what I've gone through in my time, things will 100% get better. You just you just got to believe it. You just got to trust the process and, you know, things will 100% get better. Just never give up. And as I say, hashtag KIP, keep it positive. I know it's impossible to, you know, feel positive every day, 24-7, but just use anything you can to, you know, give you that glimpse of hope and optimism. Like, anything is possible in life. Like, anything can happen to turn things around. Anything is possible. Don't give up hope and just embrace life and, you know, just love every second of it. Honestly. Brandon Newman, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for that. That was that that almost brought a tear to my eye there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, sorry, I do apologize there. <laughs> no, no, you're all good, bro. It's this every, all the messages that you bring out, it's lovely, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> honestly, I am honestly thank you so much for uh, having me on, Jordan. I do appreciate that a lot. And uh, as promised, um at some point, um, I will definitely get you on for a video. But honestly, thank you so much for uh, letting me come on today. I've I've, I've really enjoyed myself. And uh, I hope everyone has um, a good day ahead, a good week ahead, um, whether it's morning, evening, afternoon. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And just keep yourself positive all day, every day. Uh, all day, every day? Yeah, yeah that's what I, I just say that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, just um, yeah, have a fantastic day, honestly. Thank you so much. It's been an honor, man. Take care of yourself. Much love. Bless. Bless up, bro. Bye. Bless. Bye. Thank you for checking out today's episode. If you enjoyed, please consider dropping a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, and share with a friend. It all means so much to me. Thank you. See you in the next one.